Welcome to the Life Out Here podcast. This podcast is intended to connect you from wherever you are in the world to our life out here. From our beautiful yoga studio in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, we are up to you creating authentic conversations that leave you feeling elevated, inspired, and fully alive. I'm Kelsey Ryan. I'm the studio director at Out Here Yoga, and I'm joined today by three lovely ladies. We have Alyssa Scalera. Hi, everyone. Great to be back. A podcast regular. We have Linda Curzon, a teacher at Out Here, a pro meditation leader, and just all around amazing human. Hi, Linda. Hi, Kelsey. Thank you for that uh, introduction. Makes me feel great. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And we have Sarah Costin. Sarah is a yoga teacher in town. She's famous for her ability to create powerful yoga classes. And um, she is also a transformative life coach. Hi, Sarah. Glad you're here. Yeah. Thanks so much for inviting me. This is really fun to see you, see all of you again. Yeah. If you guys don't know, Sarah used to be on the regular schedule at Out Here. And she took a little break. And so now it's, we're, we love having you back in any way possible. Uh, what's new, you guys? How has your week, your week been? I think it's uh, an exciting transition. You know, many of us in our community just completed and celebrated finishing 40 days community on Friday with a great celebration on Saturday and a day to breathe yesterday or Sunday and then jump right in with our new Be Big Now program this week. And it's really great to realize that there is no start and finish to this. It's life. It's great to wake up early and, and get our yoga on. For me, I like, I like getting that done first thing in the morning. And uh, it's been a great start. That's awesome. I totally agree. It's like so cool to see how we've transitioned from 40 days and then move into Be Big Now. And um, there's just so many new people. Linda, you were talking about your friends and your friends inviting their friends. And that's like what we really are banking on for keeping all of this going with the live stream classes, like friends inviting friends and us all getting to know each other and grow together and then continue to grow the community. And it's just super, super cool to see. And uh, yeah, Shannon's class yesterday uh, at noon had like 10 new people that have never done yoga with us before in it. And it's like, I don't think I remember even an in-studio class where that's happened unless they like all came together as a group. So it's really cool creating yoga this way. Yeah. I'm really excited about our global virtual community, that we have connections all over the world. You know, I have my family and friends connections from New Zealand, and I just reached out to one of my dear friends who's in France. So I'm hoping to add another country to our, to our community. We need one of those like scratch off maps, like count of like all the countries (laughs) we're reaching. Goal is to get everyone. And uh, Sarah, for uh, community members who may not know you personally, what have you been up to life, quarantine or not? Well, I've been coaching a lot. I'm, I'm finishing up uh, a coach training uh, certification program in June. It's a six-month intensive program, and um, it's been wonderful. And it really has me just kind of catapulted into this world of coaching. And I've been um, creating some courses Uh, Alyssa attended one in April called Finding Solid Ground, and I'm just finishing up one for May that was called Spark and Shine, 
and it was called um, it was all about exploring the nature of creativity and self-expression and um, so that's really fun I'm now working on create making spark and shine um, an online video course uh, through like a, a platform kind of like teachable and um, so I'm gonna start offering courses on my website that people can take you know self-study programs so I've been having a lot of fun being creative in that way and then aside from that I've been trying to spend time outside I just feel so blessed to live in Steamboat Springs where we have space and trails and we're able to go outside and the weather's just turning and getting warmer and so I've just been really enjoying that yeah Megan Barry who was on our podcast a couple of weeks ago said mentioned your course and how amazing it's been for her in this time and how transformative it was for did you have people do like a a spoken just like freeform speaking as she, an she came up with that on, on her oh, own she did. actually <laughs> yes like during the course and she talked about it and uh yeah it was it was impactful for her she said cool yeah i was really inspired after she talked spoke about it and how like you had led her into a space where she could feel that creative uh to try it i still haven't and maybe today that's what i'll do yeah well yeah, it's been really neat exploration because um, come at it from this, it, which might kind of lead into what we're talking about today, about the one, but um, that creativity isn't like a skill or a, a personality trait that only some people have, that creativity is really a space that we can all access. And it's like a, it's like the space, it's almost, it's innate in all of us. And a lot of the times what's in our way is just some thinking, insecure thinking, doubts, limited beliefs, you know, all of those things we learned in our teacher training. Um, and when we kind of recognize them and go underneath them, we, we connect to this innate creativity. And that's what I think happened to Megan. She just kind of innately found this, this wisdom that kind of percolated out of her and she had fun creating. That's, uh, it's so funny you say that. And like the picture that popped into my mind is when you're, I don't know if anybody ever played the Sims when you were a kid, but they always had like their like little lines of like what their their skills were and whatever mm -hmm. and like creativity was one so it's always like you know you can fill that up all the way or you can so it's like always inside the person or the sim it just like reminds me of that how you can you just like have something within you that you can continue to fill up your like fill line for it that's cool <laughs> Sarah I'm kind of curious for those of us that missed spark and shine in April when is your next uh online coaching event going to be do you have anything on the calendar for those that I, need to write it down well I'm working on the kind of self-paced courses um mm -hmm. so you'll be able to do spark and shine on your own pretty soon and then I'm going to work on a few more this summer, but I don't have anything yet on the calendar for like live group sessions, but I will definitely let you know because they're so fun. Thank you. And actually, actually, the Spark and Shine people already asked for a second course, and we're going to call it <laughs> Sparklier and Shinier. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Me too. I remember the last thing I did with you is that writing workshop. And didn't you? Mm -hmm. And then uh, didn't you do something with unicorns? Or did you talk about unicorns in that? That's what it just reminded me of that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, unicorns is a big theme sometimes. That actually, we talked about in Spark and Shine because um, the, I wrote an article once called Chasing Unicorns and Fearing Dragons. And it's, it's kind of how, well, it came from my personal experience of um, wanting to be a writer, pretty much like my whole childhood, teenage years. I put being a writer on a really big pedestal, so much so that it prevented me from writing. 
and in me putting it on a pedestal, like once I become a writer, then I'll have it made. Or once I'm a writer, then I'm worthy of love. You know, those kind of things, that's what I call a unicorn. It's like chasing after something that's positive, but it's actually still made up of thought. It's still illusory. And you're still, once you get it, it's still seeking something outside of you when really everything you want is inside of you. Well, that leads perfectly, Sarah, into our conversation today and actually our new program. So good job. You're already a pro podcaster. So Be Big Now, this new program that Linda had mentioned before is all about different ways of being that we as humans can take on. There are six different ways that um, by incorporating them in your life, you can really be your biggest and best self. Today, we're going to focus on week one theme, which is be the one, considering you are already it. Just like Sarah said, like you already have it in you. And it's just getting clear on what you want to commit to, what you want to bring to people. And by you taking it on in yourself, you can also offer it to other people. So it's like, I loved how Nathan described it as like, sometimes you feel like life is happening to you. Like it's just half coming at you and you just have to react to it versus being the one means like you are taking it on fully, taking responsibility for whatever it is you're up to. And then by just making that shift, then you can, it kind of radiates out. What, what do you guys hear in being the one? especially Sarah as like a coach. It's interesting that this happens to be the topic that we're talking about while I'm here today, because a lot of what I coach, the place from where I coach from is that just like you said, like we already have all of this inside of us. Like you guys have named six ways of being, right? Creative. I don't know all of them, but I, but I also coach from this perspective that we are innately already all of these things. Creative, we are love, we are wisdom. We have innate knowledge and um, knowing, like inner wisdom. And often what prevents us from seeing that is often just the insecure thinking we have on top of it. And we, we, we feel whatever insecure thinking we happen to be thinking in the moment. And it's not always insecure. It could be fearful or worry or anxious or all types of things. But it, it kind of, um, it's almost like a blanket, like a, a blanket over like a bright, shiny diamond. I used that uh, course when Alyssa was in the course uh, in April. Being the one is really just a recognition that to me, I hear it's being, it's not doing. You don't have to do anything to be the one because you already are it. It's, a, it's like an undoing. It's like a taking off the blanket. It's taking off what's obscuring what you already are. And it's like a revealing. So I, I, I love the word being because it is being. You, it's, yeah, you don't, have, you don't have to work at it other than know that you already are it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely see that. And it is, it is a remembering of these parts of you. I think what comes up for me, Sarah, as you share, you know, that concept that everything we need is within inside of us, all the talents that you speak of, we're innately born with. Is it, it becomes so empowering in order to dissolve those roadblocks or fixed beliefs that keep us from acting, growing, uh, chasing, building on our dreams. It's really easy for us to fall into that victimhood 
of, you know, I can't do this because I don't have the resources or the other people can do it because they're so lucky or they were, they were born into the right parents or they were born into talent. And really that talent may be having the courage to be the one and to know that you have those resources inside. So I feel like that's the work and the balance that we're doing every day. There's some days I feel like Wonder Woman when I wear my sweatshirt and I can do anything. And there's other days where there can be a gray fog upon me and I can second guess everything I'm trying to do. Or I can allow the, the words of other people or the opinions of other people that are trying to you know, put up roadblocks, I can allow them to speak more loudly than my inner voice. So that's, that's the constant work that I, I know I'm in. And I, I feel like so many, all of us are in, whether we're aware of it or not. And, and creating the awareness seems to be the first step in the empowerment. I love that too, what you just said, Linda. It makes me think a lot of times we hear the one and that makes it feel like, um, like we're special. You know, and I know a lot of people don't necessarily feel like they are special and therefore do not connect with this phrase of, well, I'm not the one. I'm like you said, like I'm not as talented as so-and-so or I'm not as, but I, I think in, in talking about the one, it, what's helped me a lot is to see that I'm absolutely completely ordinary and that everyone is ordinary. And within the ordinary, we are all capable of accessing extraordinary in our ordinariness is is the specialness in my, in my coaching conversation where I'm coming from, we talk about the ocean, the metaphor of the ocean a lot. So if all 7.4 billion people on the planet are like drops of the ocean, the ocean holds everything. The ocean holds love and wisdom and creativity and all of it. It is all in the ocean. Where we get into trouble is only identifying as the drop. I am only this one drop of the ocean. And when we over-identify with just being the drop, we forget that we are also the entire ocean. And so that's what I mean by ordinary. Every drop is ordinary because everyone has the same amount of wisdom and creativity and love and knowing. No one has more of it or less of it. And so that's how I use the word ordinary. It's ordinary and extraordinary at the same time because we all have it all in us. I really love what you just said there. It like paints such a beautiful picture of what being the one means because it like baselines it. It's like, okay, we all are capable of fulfilling on what's within us and what's within us is everything. It's like it kind of goes back and forth between we fill up everything and then we are everything. It connects us even more to each other, especially now when we're mostly on Zoom and mostly, you know, only with a few people. And um, it really just shows how powerful it can be to recognize that about yourself. And it frees you from so much of the crap that just weighs you down. There's like, oh, I can do whatever I want because I am the one to do it. I am the one. If you just make that your mantra and you go for whatever it is that you want, then you're able to see even more potential and fulfill even more potential. And then go from there as your, as that's your baseline. And then you can continue to grow and grow and grow and help others grow. And I really love that. That's a really cool metaphor. 
Yeah, Alyssa, I like what you said about helping others grow. You know, as a person who's not great at delegating, I also, when I hear be the one, it, it makes me feel like I'm already doing a lot. How can I do all of it? And then I had to remember, it's about motivating, mobilizing, and inspiring others as well to, you know, start, start, a, uh, start a movement or be passionate about something. But it doesn't mean like you're the one, you're the only one. But, and you're the one who's responsible to live true to what you believe and to create the momentum for something else to happen, whether it's uh, recruiting people and enrolling people to be part of our community you know, that we talked about, or it can be, it can be right down to taking care for our, our external community. You know, we're out on a walk and you see something rubbish on the ground that somebody didn't care about. It's, it's knowing that our values are to keep our earth clean and we be the, be the one that lives up to that value and cleans it up and inspires others. So it's being a good steward of our, of our earth and our community and in that action, inspiring others. Um, this is so juicy, you guys. Uh, <laughs> I know you I had like no can... idea what we were gonna, oh, sorry. <laughs> I had no idea what we were gonna talk about and then everything amazing just happened. <laughs> what it. happens when we're around such people who are up to self-study and always in the work. Is there anything in your life, either you could, you see, you could be the one for today or or this week or the next month, whatever, however you like to think of it. It's my intention for my personal be big now. I, and I wrote this on the Facebook page today because Nathan was like, post what you're the one for. And mine was, I'm the one that owns my time and decides how to spend it. And from that, that means saying no and taking time and really like getting outside like Sarah said is my favorite 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 thing to do just any outside activity that I can do be in the sun and I am making that a priority even as we start to like go back into work and everything because the time has been great Kelsey and I've been on like 10,000 walks <laughs> and uh, I've been hiking and I want to keep that that's something I want to take with me as things start opening up and I'm working more, I'm going to make it a point to be the one that decides what to do with my time. Yeah, I would, I would add on to that, Alyssa. Looking at this COVID crisis and our experience of sheltering at home, there's a lot of hype about you know, everything we've lost and, and mourning what we've lost. And in my experience, I feel like I've gained so much. You know, having my children, one home from college and the other one homeschooling, has given us the gift of family dinners. You know, we plan meals out and five out of seven are like new meals around the table as opposed to leftovers, which gives them two nights a week to do whatever they want. Having our whole family around the table is something that I'm committed to and I was committed to. Now we're exercising it more. We're actually bringing it to fruition and as we go back, back to normal or a new normal, it's what I'm committed to keeping happening and creating the family and the exchange and the compassion and the energy within our family 
it's really easy when life is so, so busy and everyone's drawn in, in different directions to say, well, it's, it's just not possible. That other family could do it, but it's not going to be possible in our family. I've seen it, it is possible through our sheltering at home. And I want, I want our family and our home to be a sanctuary where as we can start bringing kids back over, that it's, it's the hub of excitement. And the kids are not always like leaving to do other things, but they want to be part of the excitement that's here. So I think that's one of the things I'm committed to being is not just saying, oh, it's okay and I missed my chance, but I've got this second chance with my adult kids home to, to make it, uh, make it the, the family and the memories that, that they really want to have and plan things. It takes planning. It takes saying, this is what we want and putting on the calendar and getting all those lives together and going on the family camping trip together or the outdoor outing together. Because things don't just happen. They happen when you're committed to their happening. I think what comes up for me is something around uncertainty. And I had talked with Kelsey about this a couple of weeks ago on a hike and how we were talking about how we were grateful that we kind of had already started to um, build a new relationship with uncertainty through the Out Here Yoga Teacher Program that Kelsey, Linda, and I were in the same year. When was that? Was that 2017? It was. 2017. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just so just um, how this you know new paradigm that we're living in is so much built around uncertainty. I think for me, that just keeps coming up because I basically know that I, I feel in my bones that being uncertain can actually be a positive. Like it can actually be fertile ground for new growth. It can be fertile ground for creativity. It can be fertile ground for new experiences. I still get caught up in the discomfort of uncertainty sometimes. Because that happens too. Because it is nice to know. Sometimes it's just nice to know. And for me, it's just a constant, it's almost like a meditation. It's like I see myself getting whisked away by being uncomfortable with uncertainty. And then I bring it back to center with knowing that nothing is really certain. And that it's okay not to know. And not knowing is, is the beginning often of a lot of really cool things. Like, Sarah, of a roller coaster at an amusement park. Like you, you don't really know what's coming up and you have this excitement and joy and anticipation all at the same time. And it can be kind of scary, but you know, you're really not going to end up getting hurt. Totally. Yeah. It's terrifying sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Screams of joy, screams of terror, but it's all about raw experience. It is. That's what I'm seeing more and more. It's It's about the experiencing are you experiencing? Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> welcome, welcome to life. Yeah, I find when I journal, I uh, I title it all the thoughts because and they all <laughs> dump out at once. It's like there's so many experiences and thoughts going on during this time because so much of it is new. It's and and that's where we always talk about when we get back to normal. There is no going back. This is it. This is it. So embrace it and and feel like where's the next really big downslide going to happen that's so exciting that you can't see the bottom it's like when you're up on the ski hill and the trail is so steep that you can't see it you either back off or you just go for it and in the going for it is that that experience of 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 free form and flying and weightlessness and that's the power and the magic to create i love that and it makes me think like remind me too that there is no finish line that 
the goal mm. the goal is the the flying the skiing the being and there is no there is no oh in three months when this is normal in six months when we get back to there is there is no and i catch myself doing that and so it's like a con like i said a constant kind of bringing back oh wait i am already in it this is yeah why, i have already arrived yeah why go back sarah yeah. Why not take all the best parts that, you know, Alyssa just talked about, like her deciding that being in the outdoors regularly is a huge commitment and just taking that with us and keep building. Like as you're about to fly down that slope, grab those things that are really, really valuable to you and then pick up some new things along the way and, and create something that's brand new and different. Things that you could never imagine before. I look at what Out Here did with pivoting over a weekend to create a live stream yoga platform, literally in, in 24 hours. And it was always uh, a back of the mind thought. And when the need was there, boom, it can happen. Something brand new. I look at what you're, you're doing, Sarah, and building your content for your classes. I think when we talked by the river a year ago, it would have been something like out there Someday, one day, I'll do this. But it was kind of on a shelf. And boom, look at what's happened with the shift in the world, creating space for in time for you to make it now. It's yeah. super exciting. Thanks. It is exciting. And the creation part is exciting. And also what comes up for me too is like, sometimes it, it feels and appears like you're, I'm not creating much. But that's all part of the process. Like I'm saying that's a really good thing just for anyone who might be listening. Cause I know there's a lot out there. Cause like sometimes there's a lot of pressure right now to create, 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 cause we have all this time. And so I think what is coming up is like, it's okay if you're not in the creative mode. Cause sometimes there's this incubation part. There's this restful, restive part before the creation that you actually, I find helpful to rest in the void, <laughs> to rest in the not knowing to be okay with actually not being in constant action and knowing that when it's time to be in action that you'll know. I just, I just oh. think that's, that's important in the act of creation. That's what I'm seeing a lot is there, it's like, it's a cycle. There's a restive period where the ideas are coming, but I'm not doing much physically. And then there's a really big action period. And then there's a resting time. That's so just, the part where the roller coaster is climbing, click, 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 exactly. click, all the way up to the top of the ascent. And to honor both sides, I think is really important because I would never want to like make anyone feel bad that they're in the restive part of their cycle. Something that came up for me is I see myself being the one to keep moving forward. I think like Linda, you were speaking to this and how like we, we aren't going backwards. Like we're not going to go back to this like way of being that was quote unquote normal before it might not even have been normal. It's just kind of what we had become accustomed to. And I see a lot of like, we're planning, I'm constantly planning for a future that I have no idea what it's going to look like. And I still have to have some plans <laughs> and keep moving in that in a direction by taking that way of being on, create things, like really get things to move forward versus trying to recreate the past. This podcast was very much like that. Like we thought about it a lot we like we were like this is what I've seen this I've listened to like every podcast there is and I was like this is what a podcast needs to look like this is what we need to do and we need to plan it out and then we can maybe record it and then we need to like record 10 of them and instead it was like we have 20 minutes 
let's just record and see what happens. And in the birth of all this, it's kind of like, I see that something that I really am up to being is the person that keeps moving forward without any limits. Like, I just really want to create from what I want, what I see is necessary, what I want or what I um, I know to be true and what will benefit our community here and afar the most. Kelsey, I, I hear what Sarah said too. When Sarah spoke about holding up her vision and goal of being an author on this pedestal, it became too precious. And so what I hear you saying is, I'm taking things off the pedestal in order just to be, be good and welcome in what happens as opposed to holding this one space where it has to look a certain way. Because mm -hmm. sometimes what we dream and what can really happen are two different things. And what can really happen can be even better than what you've been dreaming about that you thought was too precious to even get started. Well, this has been just the best conversation. I could keep talking to all three of you forever. And uh, we'll, leave, we'll leave our audience wanting more. That's always good. As we have in the past, we're going to leave everyone with uh, words of wisdom. Who wants to start us off? I just want to say, own it. That's all I got to say. Own your life, own your goals, own every single little thing about you and know that all of those things make up your drive, who you are. Find the greatness within you, find the messiness within you, find the things that you don't necessarily like about yourself and then own it. You can always do something about that. You can always change things that you don't like and you can always be closer to your best self by owning exactly who you are. Yeah, thanks, Alyssa. I would add, be your own favorite mentor. You know, think of those mentors in our lives that you have been able to go to and find grounding and support. And then listen to yourself the way that mentor has listened to you. And hear where we're holding ourselves small and say, all right, that's just a story that I've developed. And I believe in you as your mentor. And this is where I see your strengths. I find it's always easier to have someone else tell us where we're capable and that they believe in us than it is in our own selves. So why not set up that opportunity for ourselves to see it? Put ourselves in that persona of being our own best mentor, which also means calling ourselves out when we say, I'm committed to being a certain way and then reflecting. Because we're journaling morning and night through the Be Big Now program about here's how I wanna show up today and at the end of the night, writing what I really did, I, I looked at what I wrote yesterday on day one, and I'm like, ah, oh, well, I'm glad there's day two, because I'm going to try again. <laughs> there were some things that I did not feel I fulfilled upon in my goals of being adaptable and easygoing as the hot water heater blew up yesterday, and being compassionate with Mr. Curzon, who's helping to fix that right now. So being my own mentor and being able to reflect on that without any judgment, you know, not, not victimizing myself as that was good behavior or bad behavior, just saying that was not in alignment with where I want to be. Well, I had one and then I just loved what Linda said. Now I want to copy her. No, I just, uh, <laughs> the other word of wisdom that came to me was consider that anything that you want to be, you already are. So that means I can be Brene Brown 
Yeah. <laughs> well, if it goes back to the metaphor of the ocean, you are a drop in the ocean. She is a drop in the ocean. And she is no more ocean than you. We all have the same amount of ocean. And so, yes, you are. You have that too. We all do. My words of wisdom for everyone is enroll the people in your life. Speak about what you're up to. If you're in this program or doing yoga for the first time, just speak about your experience in it with your family, your friends, so they can share in it. Also, they can be your biggest supporters too. I have enlisted Linda and Britt and some of the other teachers to really help me stay accountable in my meditation. Yes, just setting up structure. You don't have to do this alone. That is why we've created this program. So you can do it with a group of people, like-minded people who are up to living their biggest and best lives, just like you are. And so if you're struggling, reach out and set up some structures. Tell people, hey, if I'm not in your meditation at 7.30 on Thursdays, Linda, please call me out <laughs> let me know. I'm not going to call you out. I'm just going to call you. <laughs> that's great. Yes, that's what I need. Well, Thank you, ladies, so, so much for coming together and sharing your wisdom with all of our listeners. And please, if you have any interest in doing some coaching with Sarah, please reach out to Sarah Costin, or you can reach out to us and we can get you in contact with her. She is amazing, as you have already experienced throughout our conversation, and she really is magical in her way of being and speaking with people. Yeah, as always, join Alyssa and Linda for their classes and meditations and all of the things they offer at Out Here Yoga. All the love from out here. Goodbye, everyone. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.